Welcome to Speak Up, the Speech Pathology Australia podcast. This podcast series highlights conversations with esteemed contributors in the speech pathology space. We explore key issues in the profession in a short and easy to listen to format. Let's hear what this week's contributors have to say. I'm Trish Johnson, I'm the Manager for Ethics and Professional Issues at National Office and with me today is Nadia Marijinski, the Ethics Advisor. Hi, Hi. Nadia. Hi. Hey. Nadia, we're going to talk about gifts today because it's getting to that crazy time of year where mm-hmm. everybody's thinking about Christmas or the end of the year, holidays are coming up, I want to market some way and people like giving and receiving gifts so mm-hmm. we're getting some queries about that. So let's have a chat about First of all, why are gifts an ethical issue? Thanks, Trish. It's something that comes up really regularly at this time of the year. We want to give gifts. We like to receive gifts. It's a way that the people that we're working with can express their gratitude, either because it's the end of the year or maybe some important life events might be occurring. And maybe it's even that they're discharging and graduating from speech pathology services. So it's a very um, it's a very common feeling that a lot of our pe- the people that we work with feel. And it's a testament to the relationship that we've built over so many interactions and yeah. so, such a long time. Yeah. And so while accepting a small or inexpensive gift might be harmless, um, any gift that's more substantial than something like a bunch of flowers or a box of chocolates, that could be considered problematic from an ethical perspective. Um, Trish, can you tell us a little bit about why accepting a gift from a client might affect the relationship that you have with them? Sure. Well, one of the things that we need to consider, because we're providing professional services, is that accepting a gift from a client might result in a conflict of interest. Mm And that means that we need to understand where that conflict of interest lies and how we're going to manage it. So, for example, you might feel indebted or even perhaps a bit more friendly or positive towards that person, even if it's just unconscious and Mm -hmm. it's an unconscious bias, that the gift has actually had that influence on you. And that might lead you to make decisions based on those more positive feelings or the feeling of indebtedness rather than an objective manner. So what's the appropriate choice based on evidence instead. Sorry, I'm going to do that. Leading you to make decisions based on that feeling of indebtedness rather than using the objective decision making that we do as speech pathologists. So the person who's given you the gift might also expect preferential treatment Mm -hmm. in the future as a result of you accepting the gift and that they've given to you. The other thing to consider is that if you do accept a gift, whether or not you provide preferential treatment, it could be perceived that way. And that might Mm, affect mm -hmm. the reputation of your practice Mm -hmm. or ultimately the whole profession. If people think that you're being influenced by receiving a gift. Other clients might consider that the person who gave the gift is receiving preferential treatment and they may consider that to be unfair and take offense to that or take objection to that so it can create issues so let's think about then a client has given me a gift how do I decide whether I accept it or very politely decline it what are your thoughts Nadia it's such a tricky thing if someone's given you a gift they've thought about you and they've decided that this is something that they want to show you how much they care about the relationship that you've built so it's a it's a really tricky situation to be in the first thing that's really helpful here is to think a little bit about these sort of things proactively so if you have a gift giving policy that you are sending out regularly maybe 
at the start of December would be a good time to start yeah, thinking about sure. doing that yep. sort of stuff. Yep. Um, that just gives you a little bit more protection and it gives you the idea if you do have to reject a gift, maybe if it's very substantial and you decide, I can't accept that, it gives you a little bit more backing to do that from there. Um, so some of the things that we consider, the first one is, is the gift substantial? Has time or money gone into creating this gift? Mm. And that's a, that's a good question. You know, how do yeah. you decide... What is substantial? Because yeah. it, it can be relative. So it can be about the time taken to to access, to source the gift, to think mm-hmm. about it, to make it. But it can also be about the money. Yeah. Is And it's all relative to the person because what might be a substantial amount to somebody might not be to someone else, but it still might be to you. So Absolutely. Yeah. It, it is very individual, but it must be considered. Yeah. yeah, and consider it from your own perspective and also the perspective of the person that's giving the gift as well. If sure. they're on a, a low income, maybe something that's a $10 coffee voucher doesn't feel like a lot to you and that feels okay, but maybe it's a lot to them. Maybe they've had to budget that into their weekly household budget. Sure, yeah. Um, some of the other things that you need to think a little bit about is is accepting this gift going to change your relationship with the person going forward? Like you were talking about before, Trish, is that feeling of indebtedness going to be there? Are you going to be more friendly? Are you going to make decisions that for the next year about the time slot that they're going to be able to be offered for for services? Are they going to get their first preference because you're feeling a little bit more friendly towards them than you might have otherwise been? Is there a possibility that the person that's given you this gift is going to expect preferential treatment in the future? That's something that might potentially come up, particularly if it's a bigger gift. Um, if you say yes to this gift now, which is maybe a box of chocolates that feels okay, is it going to be much harder for you later on when they give you something that's a little bit bigger than that? So a voucher to go to gold class or something like that. Is that going to be harder to reject once you've already said yes to one of those gifts? Mm, good point. Yeah. Some of the other things that we have to think about here is that there are cultural norms and culturally in Australia, there is a lot of gift giving at this time of year, at the end of end of each year. Um, and there are expectations that you might need to think a little bit about if I say no to everything without having a policy and without giving people that forewarning, how are they going to react to that? Are they going to think that I'm being rude? Um, and thinking again about the cultural background of the person that's giving the gift, what would be the result of your relationship with them if you were to reject that gift? One of the other things that we sometimes talk about and I think is important to bring up here as well is if you're given a gift, let's say it's a bunch of flowers or something lovely like that, and you take a photo of it and post it on your Facebook page. Oh, yes. And then some other families see that. Are they going to think, oh, we have to buy her flowers now. That's that's what she expects to be able to go forward with our therapeutic relationship and, and whether they're in the financial position or whether they thought that that was a, an appropriate thing are things to think about there as well. Yeah, sure, good. The other thing that we should probably have a bit of a chat about is... Should I, as a speech pathologist, give gifts to my clients? Mm. And so I know that that's something that people contact us sometimes and talk about. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. One of the things that we try and differentiate out a little bit there as well is that if you're, let's say, giving a candy cane off of a tree that you have in your front office, that's a pretty okay gift to give. It's not that different to giving a sticker at the end of your sessions. If you are working on a craft together in your session, that might be an okay gift to give as well. But if you're going out and buying a gift specifically for those clients, that again is going to put the family or the individual themselves in a situation of, oh, well, was I meant to buy you something? And, and should I go out and buy something for, for them as well? And, and that, again, could be really tricky for them to navigate. It could be that they don't have the budget to, to um, 
I don't have the budget to budget for that is what I wanted to say. <laughs> it could be that they don't have the budget to accommodate giving gifts um, at the end of the year. It's, it's very difficult. A lot of the time you've got lots of people that you have to buy presents for and maybe you're an extra person that they hadn't hadn't counted on. Sure. Yeah, look, I think it's really important to think about that. Yeah. But as usual, we're always happy for members to ring in or email if they've got specific queries that they want to ask about in terms of gift giving at any time, not just because it's the end of the year. (laughs) Uh, And also we know that people will be able to think objectively and reflect on how am I going to manage this so that they are proactive and and have some ideas before it becomes an issue. Thanks so much. See See you then. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening and bye for now.